Yo, yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the We Are The Ones podcast. I'm your host, Kareem Manuel. Uh, this is our first uh, sponsored show. We got a sponsor, and I'm going to shout them out later to make sure I don't mess it up. But I'm so glad to have them. Dr. J, thank you. Uh, we got a special, special guest in the building, one of my favorite people on the planet Earth. Uh, got the best kale in the city of Atlanta. Uh, shout out to Seeley, but this is definitely the no woman who <laughs> made no the smoke. best kale. Uh, the CEO of the future of work, and she's gonna explain what that is. Rejoice Jones Hi. is in the building. Make some noise if there was a crowd here. Bro. Rejoice, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. How you feeling? We're gonna drop in in a second, but just how you feeling? How you, you know, what's going on? I feel blessed. I feel blessed. Too blessed to. Be stressed. Come on now. Uh, like we always do, we're going to start off with just a, a drop in. So we're going to close our eyes. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. do this. Get comfortable. If you're watching this, you feel free to join us. If you're listening, if you drive in a car, just do the breathing part. Keep your eyes open. But if you can, get comfortable in your seat or wherever you are, close your eyes. We're going to breathe in for four seconds. We're going to hold at the top for four seconds. Breathe out for four seconds and then hold at the bottom for four seconds for I a few this. cycles. So here we go. Breathe in. Hold. Out. Hold. In. Hold. Out. Hold. One more time. Breathe in. Hold. Out. Hold. And breathe in regularly. Just feel your space. Feel free to open your eyes. That was amazing. Yeah, thanks. I feel you know, feel like I'm in my body. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start with a just a check in question. If yes. you could describe the last season of your life, whatever time period that feels like for you, if you could encapsulate it and describe it as a cartoon, any cartoon from any era, what cartoon represents the season of your life that you've been living in? Dang. Mm-hmm. You can take some time. Go ahead. Think about this it. Last, the season of my life that I've been living in, that's a cartoon. Ooh. I'd have to say... I know, cartoon people. Sorry. I'm going to just have to say Arthur. Arthur? Yeah. Okay. Why, why Arthur? <laughs> Shout out to PBS Kids, man. (laughs) I have so many thoughts, but you know, Arthur is like, in my opinion, like every day was like something to solve. Yeah. With friends, 
you, you know, life lessons, you got into it, you had to struggle, you had to like make the grade, you had to like make the team, you had, you know, siblings to try to take care of, you're frustrated, then you're happy, you don't know what's going on. So it was just like, but it was still so compact. It was like, you didn't just lose everything. So I would just say Arthur. I feel that. I feel that. That's a good word. I've never. I I don't think of all of the years I've been asking people that question. I've ever heard someone say Arthur. Original. Uh, For me, Spider Man, but the '90s Spider Man, and just the episode where Uncle Ben died, like the first episode. That's how it's felt for me. The last because it's like, oh, my uncle died. Like, uh, what? Whatever I was holding on to and like trusted in, it's like that nigga dead. And now I got to figure out how to use my powers. So the uncle in a way. is like in the yeah. personification of, of just, just like all, of the, all the things. Man, what a dramatic, <laughs> what a dramatic, dramatic time. But it's also been really great. Like I also got bit by a spider and can climb walls. Yeah. Uh, you got it both. Yeah. So both of those things are happening. Yeah. But my uncle died. But before he left, he dropped the nugget on me with great power comes great responsibility. Wow. And I'm going to live the rest of my life but with that it, ethos. It kind of becomes... You kind of have a little resentment. Yeah, like, yeah so I'm working kinda, on that. I'm working on that. And that's what we get, That's what we deal with <laughs> here. It's like, you know, we don't let resentment build. We don't let... Uh, and so to that end, for you, as we're going to get into who you are, how you got to where you are, all those type of things. But let's just get right into like just the mental health side, if yeah. you don't mind. What has it been like for you during this time of, of struggle, working hard, uh, friction? Like, How have you, if you feel like you have been keeping your emotional and mental health uh, in line. It's definitely been lonely, like some of the lonelier parts of life. Um, I think, but I've also like realized that it's, it's, it's a part of it, like loneliness yeah. in the sense and what you consider lonely. I just think trying to do anything very well just takes a lot of discipline and yep. a lot of time of just like focus. And um, so I would say like at the top lonely, but not in a negative way in a way of necessity it's sort of just like unfortunately it may be a means to an end i've thought about this like very come on share okay like i don't know who's great like can you name anyone that you know even like the person in your local mpu that's really good at it niggas you can say niggas you can say whatever you want to say um you know you just have to put it (laughs) (laughs) you just have to put in work and that can be very isolating. And so I've really been feeling it. And the isolation of discipline or the isolation of, what do you mean? Because you never finished the question. So do I know anybody great that what? Yeah, do you know anybody great that hasn't had sort of like the dark night of the soul? Oh, no, like, I think it's a necessity. It's a necessity. And I've, I thought I got past it. So when I had my awakening eight, nine years ago, mm. and everybody keeps talking about this dark night of the soul time, and I'm like, I feel great. I don't know yeah. what y'all talking about. I just, it's ha- it happened. Yeah. It might still be happening right now. I don't know if it stops. I think each evolution, each time you continue to just like lay another brick, there is like another level. Of, We're going to get to the bricks in yeah. a second. What I think happens, well, at least how I'm experiencing it is as I know what's happening, I feel less jolted by it. It's like, because mm-hmm. I know it's part of the process, I can find the joy in the process. But when it's my first time experiencing the sacrifices that it comes with being great or discovering myself, I'm completely, like, it just felt so foreign. Yeah. And that foreign and that loneliness um, is dramatic. And so because I didn't say already, like, you are the CEO mm-hmm. of Bauer. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what Bauer is? And then we can get more into, yeah. like, why the loneliness is important. Okay, so I'll explain it by just, like, painting the picture of, like, where we are as far as, like, in the times. So, like, 
if you think about work, the relationship between work and worker. Um, okay, great question. I'll I'll, I'll say right, this yeah, in a question. Okay. Vower, just like a quick one-liner. So uh, Vower, we're building the future of work. We're a talent marketplace that focuses on entry-level workers only. Okay. We're the only marketplace where you can learn the skills immediately before you apply. So no barriers to work. Right before you get to LinkedIn, where do you go for those jobs? Where do you go for those internships? Where do you go to build your professional, you know, uh, pedigree? So I was going to ask you yep. that. Where would you like tell your sons to go with all the their digital natives, mm-hmm. all the talent that they have? They have to wait until they're in college, or they have to wait until. And it's just like so. That's what we're solving. So I'm just saying, like, where where would you go as a young self to find your first gig or to link up with a local startup? I truly or, have no idea. Probably Twitter or something. I don't know. Period. Uh, no idea. So I guess the answer now is Vower. Period. I would go to Vower. Thank you. That's what I was leaving. Okay, to. come you, on now. Lead me to the water. <laughs> so so I go to Vower and it's like, all right, I'm 17 years old. Yeah. I've been using social media almost yeah. my whole life. I understand it. Um, and I go to Vower and I can do what? Like what happens? Yeah, so I'll just explain. So entry-level work isn't just young people. So it's a mixture between, I would say like, uh, 13 to 45. Entry level can also be re-entry. So a lot of people, the great resignation was really the great reshuffle. So a lot of people are saying like, hey, I want to switch up work. I didn't like that job. Life is too short. So it's also that. But we just focus the on- The great resignation, by the way, is like when everybody left their jobs yes. in mass. Whether yes. it was because of the pandemic, you realize I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. Whatever it was, they're not paying me enough. They don't. I don't like how this feels. Yeah. I'm going to leave this career that I've been doing and now I want to go do something else. Right. And now you got all these people looking to develop their skills, yep. looking for new positions and yes. new fields. And Bauer is helping to negotiate all that. Yeah, because pre-COVID, Bauer was volunteer for concert tickets. Yep. We were a mobilization. We basically helped nonprofits find volunteers, young volunteers. Okay. So we would hire a DJ or we would do a rap cipher and we'll get hundreds of high school and college students to come out and volunteer. Then COVID happened. There's no more concerts. Yep. Uh, during that time, all the college students lost their internships. And then you have a rise of black and brown startups and small businesses, those who made it. Now you're looking around like, man, how am I going to survive? How am I going to scale my impact? And so we was like, yo, this don't make sense. Like, why don't we just connect all those looking for jobs, which just so happen to be younger people, those in, in college and post-college with, um, you know, entry of workers. But now it has... <clears throat> you know, sort of expanded. So I'll answer your question. You're 17, 18, <laughs> you're gone on Bauer. And the cool thing is like, uh, we're bringing in young, we have over 3,800 people okay. on the, and these are young, mostly black and brown. And that was like the point, like we want to really focus on, um, you know, communities of color. Cause in my opinion, those are the ones that don't really get as much shine on LinkedIn. Because if you don't have proximity to opportunity, how can you get it? So, yeah, you go on Bauer and you say, like, look, I'm trying to work as an operations intern. Mm-hmm. With we, shout out to that, you know, we is hiring interns. So, you're trying to hire um, interns. And so, they could, let's just say you posted, like, hey, this person must know Microsoft Excel. This person must know how to use yeah. ChatGPT. Yep. They can learn those skills immediately before apply if they don't have it. And I think it's cool. I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to make this like a a, a Bauer billboard, but I yeah, yeah, I really so. love it. It's like um, 
for people like my parents. Yeah. Or, or, and they're trying to look for a thing. And it's like, what the heck is Chat GPT? Yeah. It's like, I can come here, take this class, yeah. learn it, and then apply those yeah. skills to all these open internships that's on the board. I yeah. think that's dope. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into some more. Go Google Vower, go to yeah. Vower.io um, yes. and, and sign up. Yes. So with that, did you always, like, how did you get to solving that problem? Yeah. Was it like, I just want to be an entrepreneur and I'm looking for an open door. Um, what was driving you to say, like, I'm going to run this business and I'm going to solve this problem for people? Okay. Yeah. No, this is like my seventh life. I actually didn't have a plan to solve really anything. I kind of just try things yep. because of like just being so curious about what I could do at any given time. And so, you know, I went to Emory pre-med. Then thought I wanted to be a lawyer, worked at corporate immigration. Then I moved abroad, I lived in Mexico for a year. And I, when I was in Mexico, I just started to see all these free people, these expats that are just like popping up businesses. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to pop up with a business too. <laughs> so when I came back to America, I was just like, well, I can like, you know, I wanted to help the displaced. And I was like, it just started, sounded like a cool idea. And I just made up in my mind, I probably wasn't best fit to work for anyone especially for like if it wasn't like very energizing like I could probably work for very like a Tesla or a SpaceX that it has yeah. to be that energizing yeah. or run fast real quick but if not I just need to do my own thing and see what I can do so I never really had a plan so much to be an entrepreneur I just let my curiosities lead me okay yeah. and I, I think this is real what I'm about to ask you now how many times have you thought about quitting oh my on the journey? This year? Yeah. <laughs> this year had hands. This year? Um, this year dragged me. This year gave me a good old dragon. This was probably the first year in a long time that I was like, it's cool, sis. <laughs> you did your best. Yeah. You know? So what made you, what helped you not? I just don't like to quit. I'm just not a quitter. I'm just not. Quit. And it's not even quit because I feel like you should be able to pivot and pivoting isn't quitting. It's just like life is life. Like you can move on to something else and have gratification. I'm very successful from starting from scratch, literally yep. getting it out the mud. Like yep. I've done that. But I said to myself, you don't, you're not going to walk away until you are the largest talent marketplace. And what that means to me is we're helping scale as many black and brown businesses as possible, getting as many entry level folks that are people of color jobs and into work and so now them parity. I love my people. I love working with my people. I love helping my people, and I also run into the most challenges now. Maybe because I'm also that is so early. This early. Maybe because I'm work. I'm with them every day. So Woo! like they say, the people who can hurt you the most are the people you're closest to. Yeah. But it's like when I'm trying to work with me. And us, it's like, come on. Like, what, what are we fighting about? I'm not saying this is your experience. I would love to know what your experience has been. But it it has felt like uh, working with people from my culture and of the culture has been the biggest challenge for me, I would say. If I had to pick anything on the spectrum of yeah. like trying to build a business, it has been that. Like, just being so misunderstood. I feel just misunderstood. Um, and then just the fear that permeates and the distrust and yeah. the, the <clears throat> posturing. Like, I just don't enjoy that process. And I love my people. Yeah, you like, do. you know, yeah, you um, so what has it been like for you? You're trying to help these businesses. Do they even get what you're saying, what you're trying to do? Like what's happening? Yeah. Um, remember the book is 
called Black Fortunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically Black Fortunes is a book that uh, details the first five black millionaires post-slavery. We know some of them like Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. but it, what it really does is, is it, it tells an account of what these millionaires were going through. Uh, just think about stratifying this this line where you have white people in white spaces that want to kill you by being because you're successful. Yep. Some of them not so much because they're using you as a funnel to get more resources for black folks. And that's still folk. happening right now. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, and then at the other end, the black people really don't fuck with you for real because they may think you're uppity. They may think you're Uncle Tom. They may think you're getting too close to white people. So since the very account post-slavery here in America's there has always been this this rift or between black people trying to do business together because and so i take i i take steps out in order to give grace and understand it it's very difficult yes yeah it's very very difficult but it has a source and so the genesis of it for me is we've never been able to do capitalism well with the zero sum theory. And that just means like, in order for me to get one, you have to get zero. We don't understand. That's not how true economy works. No, it's not we at all. Yeah. So (laughs) that's one thing. Second thing, um, maybe in like 2004, I don't know, check me on the date. And I hate to bring this reference up, but it's a really reference that I think a lot of people should think about when they're talking about cooperative economics or black people working together. But uh, Bill Cosby gave a speech called the Pound Cake Speech. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's a very famous speech. And it was a closed door speech, which I think we should have more closed door conversations with one another. But he was speaking, um, you know, in front of the NAACP and he was basically saying like, going in on us like hey like our neighborhoods should look like this our men should pull up their pants and he got so much um backlash for it and it's just like well where do we go to you know lay down to have conversations about these institutional voids that we see in our communities and so i don't think anywhere and maybe you know we talk about this all the time yeah i don't feel like that's my responsibility like i don't have a I'm tired of like trying to convince anyone yeah. of anything. It's like, cause we just get in the room and then we yell at each other or not. Or we pretend like we like each other and like nothing moves forward. It feels like. What should it look like? I think we should live our lives to the best of our abilities and invite those who resonate with us to do that. Because I think that the beauty of life is we have such different seasonings, such different colors. And it's like, so if you paint a certain way, if the way you express yourself is a certain way, it's like, go do that. And I can support the way I can support. Like I can tune in, I can watch, or I can funnel some money. I can. But if you try to convince me to be like you and I'm just not, um, or if you shame me for being the way that I am, like that doesn't feel like cooperative. Yeah. That doesn't feel like family. And so that's what I see happening a lot is like, we just say, this is what success looks like. And everybody needs to assimilate to that yeah. idea of success. And then we just all, we just, it just explodes in our face. Well, that's true. I have different yeah. quarrels with uh, black and brown, you know, mm-hmm. working. My main thing is, you know, working with some black institutions is, you know, the infrastructure isn't as um, solid. Was, and we know as solid. we know we have 500 years of oppression, half a millennia That's of abuse. That's why I lose empathy. That's why I, use, I lose it. That, okay. when, you're an inst- when you are a business or institution, and especially if you're siphoning money 
to help black and brown folks. You should get your shit together. You, 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 there are institutional rots in our institutions that will, that will, uh, prevent us from moving fast as an entire community. Like scores of communities can't move fast because one or two offices just decided to be fucking lackluster or they just decided to be lackluster. They just are. They're encompassed. So it doesn't really (laughs) matter why it just matters that we understand it and say, Hey, so sorry. This isn't working. Okay, so when everything happened with the gathering spot. Um, everyone should support the gathering spot. What they have okay, what they have built is absolutely short of nothing short of amazing. It's a miracle. A thousand percent, especially when you're a business owner, know how hard it is to build something. I believe what those uh, you know what Ryan and TK have built was amazing. Now, we can talk differently, uh, have a conversation about what it looks like when you bring in external partners, what it looks like when you start to raise money, what it looks like when you have to bring other you know, people with different ideas of how to steer the ship into the ship. Now, I think that's more of the conversation that, you know, we can have, but I think the gathering spot, like everyone go sign up for the gathering spot, go, you know. I've been a member for a long time and I do love them. I will say what I've learned and continue to learn is I don't fucking know. I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know what I would do yep. in this situation. It's like I love to go. It's like, oh, if they offered me this, I would. It's like, yo, offer me a bag, and I'll tell you what happens. Yeah. Um, I'll see where my morals and my integrity are. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it feels real good sitting yeah. on the couch, yeah. talking about what the quarterback should do. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the best that I can to yeah. build what I, and that's why, I, like, yeah, to build something costs a lot. Yes, it does. Um, it just caught, so far it's cost me what it feels like everything. Yeah. And I've lost everything so many times on the process. And so I just have, I have grace, but I also do say for me that there are things that I don't mess with that. And so I just will just take my ball and go home. I'll just go play somewhere else. If- but where do you find, is this the thing? It's like, I don't know. Cause where else are you? This is what I said to myself. Okay. Rejoice. Even like going to white institutions my whole life, mm-hmm. I still don't want to go and live out there. Or like be amongst them. Right. So, so it's like I'm still coming back to my community. So I have to figure it out in some way, shape, or form. Not necessarily having to do business with everyone, but it's like I don't want to be anywhere else but around people. And that's where love comes yeah. in, in yeah. my opinion. That's where the love comes in. It's like, oh, I understand. Even if I speak for myself, I understand that there are emotional immaturities that I have because emotional intelligence was not something that was taught yeah. in uh, my families and my. So there are things that I desire to have attained and be that I have not had practice or experience yeah. in. And if you're going to be in relationship with me, there's going to be some level of understanding or grace for that yeah. aspect. And I feel the same way about my people at large. Yeah, um, it's just like we know. I just. It's not that we desire to. Uh, I would say when Dion talks about mm-hmm. his time at the HBCU, yeah, and just like how they let him steal stuff yeah. out of his locker, and how yeah. did they? It's like nobody's wanting that to be. It's just yeah. we've been in certain patterns for, yeah, so long, for so long, and yeah. but then it takes that type of energy to shake everything up, yeah. so we can heal. That's the only way to heal is to like actually deal with it, to acknowledge yeah. it, and it's sometimes it's painful to it heal. Is. So okay, all yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm off my soapbox for that. Um, when you started your journey, 
when you started your journey, you said, I'm going to heal myself or I'm going to try to live healthier. I'm going to do this business. Do you feel like you were supported by family, friends? Was it important to you to be supported or do you feel like it was something you were, it was a solo mission? I would not be here without my friends. Like my friend, like I think about it so much now, like how many people from you to other people just around me that believed in me rejoiced the person Mm -hmm. and was able to support me, whether it was like, you know, we're going to cut you a little check here. We're going to loan you money here. I'm going to introduce you to this person. Like there would be no viral without my friends. And these are just black and brown people and they regular jobs. But for years, anything that I touched, they was like, okay, we'll help you. Yeah. So it's just like, those are my family and friend rounds. Those are my angel investors. So I think about it a lot, even now, like that we're doing bigger deals and have enterprise uh, customers. It's like, there's just no way. <laughs> like we didn't raise, we didn't go the traditional route. Like we really did get it out the mud and still build in that way. But there would be, there would not be a vower without my friends. I love that. Yeah. I'm just realizing how important my friends are because I was so insecure mm-hmm. in the beginning, especially when I was doing music yeah. full time. It's yeah. like I never had the time where I just had people around yeah. and everybody get their feedback. It was like, I'm going to create this thing and when it's ready, I'll present it because yeah. I did not enjoy people saying, I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't like criticism, feedback. Yeah. But now it's like a gift. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember I used to work for Valor for a little bit. And yes. I remember like- <laughs> You were the best marketing manager ever. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, and I Can rem- I just say one thing <laughs> yeah, about please. that? Okay. Um, I, I'm a little bit- I'm, My CEO style has changed a lot due to Kareem because- you know, you be reading these uh, white man books and white man philosophies. You be coming in there trying to cut people's head off. And I, I have a little bit of tendency of that sometimes. A little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kareem would come in. All right, guys. He'd come into the team meeting. All right, guys. Let me take four. And you could tell everyone else on the team used to be so happy when Kareem would come. Because it felt like, oh, man, this man is about to save us. Or this man <laughs> is about to... And it helped me so much. And that's what I really, when I think about work, work is such an important thing. Like people don't like to talk about, I'm from Michigan, so I see work differently. My family are blue collar worker, construction workers. We worked uh, at the steel mill. I've seen just so much of how work, the revolutions around work can change entire communities and totally wipe out communities when you're not prepared. But like the relationship between work and worker is not talked about enough. Yeah. It's literally how where we spend most of our lives. Yep. And so you gave a breath of fresh air to Vower because it was the first time that I was like, oh man, we could really like treat each other as people. <laughs> as people. Like I know we as can treat beings. each other as people, but it's just like thinking about that as the future work as a foundational method. Yeah. Like we will be people that care about people and still be excellent and still ball out and still build the the nineties bulls. And I appreciate that. I think this way takes longer or it's harder. It's at least it feels harder to me, but it's also how we build longevity. Yes. Um, when you talk about the Teslas and it's like, mm-hmm. when you can buy into the culture and it's like, yeah. I'm here for this. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I'm cared for it. I never like to pretend that we're family because mm-hmm. we're not. It's like, yeah, I'm paying you. Do your yeah, job. Pay, pay, pay. Um, but I also care about you. Like, are you feeling yeah. all right? Are, yeah. are your Maslow's hierarchy of needs met? Mm-hmm. Um, the humanity of who you are matters. Yeah. And I think if we can highlight that, we have people who would work harder, longer, better, uh, and faster. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe. Sometimes you just got to 
cut them off. Sometimes you, and I learned that from you for sure. And trying, I don't to keep, mean, trying to keep people bro, on. I remember six there was one time, time it was like, it was like, like eight man. months I'm working with this person. I'm like, okay, maybe we can meet like man. that. And he was like, nigga, they <laughs> have to go. And I'm like, all right. And that did. And then we took off. And it yeah, was like, and it's it no. Be- I, I've also learned that side. It's like, when it's not right, it's not right. And it's if I right. love you for real, I got to yeah. let you go. So yes. you can go be great doing Period. what you do. Period. It's not Period. over here for you, baby. Nope. It's not over here. Can't build a bull. Look, <laughs> uh, say what you want to say about, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Um, Come on now, Rejoice. I use his name all the time. Phil Jackson. Okay. And, um, oh, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Say what you want to say about Jerry Krause. Who was the um, the owner of the Bulls during their their nineties run? But he really knew how to see the floor and see the team. I can't have just anyone with Michael. I need Pippen. I need um, what's his name? Uh, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. I need Crew Coach Kerr. Steve Kerr, Kerr, John Paxson. So it's like if you can think about building teams and building businesses that way, you'll be okay when it's like you have to cut some people off and trade them because it's like, I'm trying to go to the championship. You know, I feel that. And that's a hard part, but it also is very important, I think. And my responsibility to myself, to my family, to my team is to make sure that the best players are on the court. Um, yes. And if you're not putting in the work to be on the court, on the you got to go. Very Sorry, good. James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that James is a James Harden. I'm talking about okay, James Harden. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just got a, I got a couple more uh, before we wrap out. Jay-Z or J. Cole? So why you do this? On what regard? Just like Right people? now, you got to pick. It's today. Whatever today is, you and you about to go listen to. Jay-Z. Why? I agree. Oh my gosh, Jay Z because of because of he's like a network effect. He sits in the middle and then everyone else that he branches out to is like, you know, Beyonce literally said okay, I said I Beyonce literally said, you know, he taught her how to be a woman and I know we don't want to get into all that, but it's just like (laughs) 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 And I'm just like Beyonce is like the seventh wonder of the world. Jay, holla at me. Okay. Well, I just believe from... I mean, I love J. Cole. J. Cole is like... Yeah, for sure. Literally, but I'm just saying of right now, who I listen to based on where they are mm-hmm. and where like I feel like I'm navigating some of those same waters is Jay-Z for me. Okay, and so I agree with that, but dealing with the black woman, not that you can speak for all black women, uh, but as a black woman... Uh, one of the things we like to talk about is just like adulting and adult relationships. Like, how are you developing friendships here? Especially if you say like Bauer and where you are wouldn't exist without your friends. Uh, how are you? Like, how is it going with you as your experience as a black woman in Atlanta in today's time? Is it going great? Ten out of ten would recommend. What What part of being a black? Like, Let, just- let's start with. Let's start first with being a business owner. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great. I think. You know, black women in general are the most of everything, like the most college educated, the most ones that are coming out of businesses. So it's like a very um, great time to be a black and you feel, woman. And you feel like people respect that? Like uh, when you walk in the room, people are like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think about that, the receiving end as much anymore. I think like, you know, when you're just really good at what you do, it doesn't really matter. Like. I mean, people will yep. like placate. It just yep. depends on your your point of view of the world. But when people really want to do business with you, if you're really good at it, 
you know. And then in terms of like the loneliness you alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how are you dealing with that? Uh, and how is that manifesting itself? Trying to keep itself? my head on a swivel. Okay, what does that even mean? What does that look like? It's just like, like guys, like men. You don't have to like. I'm just say you don't. I'm in childbearing age. Okay. So it's like I can't be out here just like Lucy Goose. I gotta like I have. There's Was there a level, ever a time you felt like you could be Lucy Goose? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I mean, but the stakes are higher now. <laughs> it's like, now you're saying it because you can have children. But I think if I asked you that at any time, you'd be like, I can't but, be out here Lucy. But it may, but now I see. Like, you go on Facebook, you see the people. No offense. No offense. Everyone lives the way that no, they want to live. Saying. But you we see go on the Facebook, people that you... See who? You see anyone that you knew in the past. And you say, man, I'm glad I went this way. I'm glad I, I studied instead of going to the party. I'm glad that I... Because I knew for a fact the type of life that I wanted. And I just knew, oh, man, I may have to make some different so decisions. So you're not feeling the Megan Thee Stallion female I power? love Megan Thee Okay. That's what... Now, woo, that's That's what I'm learning now. Like, the feminine energy that sees beyond Excel sheets and how good you did on your traction. Because it's just the type of energy that people be like, okay, what you need? Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to tap into that a little bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so is that a challenge? Because I don't have to think about that. Yeah. Is it is that a challenge? It's like we I, in my opinion, like we love when a woman is sensual and owns her sexuality, but then we also don't want them to be too sexual and sensual because then it's like you a slut or whatever. And where is that balance? So it's like, should they be should it be sexy red or Claire Huxtable? Like, is there a middle? Should, Should I even care? I don't know, man. I really struggle with this a lot. Um, I'll give you a case in point. Um, you know, Venture Atlanta, which is like um a, a place where investors come and people are pitching on the stage. We made it to the semifinal round, and I can remember being in line. It's just like a lot of white people, sea yeah, of whiteness, yeah, yeah. right? And it's a lot of investors there. And I can remember an investor walking up to older ass white man, walking up to me and was like, Oh, you so attractive. Are you raising money? Just basically started off the conversation knowing that you see it on the badge, like you we're companies. And so <laughs> he kind of walked Nick, in there and was like, Yeah, like, you know, we're giving out money and just basically kind of use that as like a uh, I don't know, a pickup line for yeah, himself. And yeah. so it's it's those things. It's like, hey, I'm not going to be upset if people say like, oh, she's a pretty girl. Let's hear it. That's, I can't change reality. That's life. <laughs> I'm fine. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Not just me. I'm just saying in general, yeah. like women are, are attracted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not even about fine. It's about good energy. It's yep. about just having like a good spirit. People are attracted to that. And they probably will want to talk to you a little bit more about your business when that when those things are true. Yeah. So you just say what's on your card. Whatever you're exceptional at. Whatever's whatever on your can be exceptional whatever's on that. your card, just be good at just it. Play play the cards. But it is very difficult. It ain't tricking if you got it. Because you can't be out here you could be. You That's could, what I'm learning. I was you like, could, you I could do be, what I but, but you do. also can see the consequences. Yes. When Ye said, my ex said she gave me the best years of her yeah. life. Looking at the pictures, I guess she was right. Yeah. It's like, you know, you you play that game and you go there and then, you know, 10 years later, it's like the fruit that comes from that is like, oh man, I, I, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it because Lori Harvey is like winning. Is she? 
I guess if that's what you want, and I'm not saying she's not. I'm saying that's what I mean by every. I think people have yeah. a right to choose. We're getting to that point of freedom, yes. where it's just like yes. the idea of like, well, you a win because I've had people today be like, you you should be married. Yes. You should be doing yes. this and this yes. and this, and it's like, no, I feel like I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, I'm choosing for my own self. Uh, and so I think that's a whole. No- I'll have you on another time, and we can talk yeah. about like nuclear families. I struggle, I struggle and, with differently. Yeah. Uh, okay. This time period, everything is going on. What have you learned about yourself? What like just jumps out at you right now that you've learned about yourself during this process? Oh, that I could, I could take a, I could take a, a beating. <laughs> like I make, I make struggle look pretty good. Yeah. Like when you met me, I was like in and out of my car, like building up hours, sleeping on friends' couches, sleeping at Atlanta Tech Village. Like I'm resi- I'm pretty like resilient. That's what I've learned. I just I want to highlight that just because like people, when I talk to someone, I'm trying to remind myself I don't know what they're going through. Yeah. And even right now, like people don't know what's happening with yeah. me. They only know the avatar that they see yeah. on social media, or if you meet me at a meeting or whatever. Yeah. It's like you have no clue what I'm coming here with. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, nobody would know. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know that. And so to build anything, like people who are trying to do something, I just shut the fuck up. Yep. Like, yo, if I'm not here to support you and love you, like, I don't period, got no business. Period, period, you have period. no idea yeah. Yeah. what somebody's carrying. So you're like, okay, I can make this look good. Anything mm-hmm. else that comes comes up for you during this process? I yeah. mean, I, I know you've been you've been dealing with people uh, not paying on time sometimes. Yeah, and we even pay. It's, it's losing, a cycle. Losing, it's a cycle. Losing, and, I, yeah, and losing, like, good staff. Uh, yeah. Like losing quality people. Yeah. Anything else comes up for you? Like, man, I learned this about myself over this last this last year. And if not, that's cool. I mean, like, I do, I do feel, I do have a little bit of. It's like fourth quarter. Yeah. Off with your head. I feel like that. I have that energy. That's your favorite energy too. It's like this is where the money is made, where the butter is churned. But not, but I'm learning more because economics one-on-one just means that there is some scarcity. Mm-hmm. And so if you have something that's scarce, mm-hmm. you can really figure. And I'm just, you know, sort of like, oh, just try to be a little bit nice when I really do feel like I'm the best in most rooms. Like as far as in my field. Yeah, for sure. And I've kind of just like not really shown that. And I'm just like, no, nah, fuck it's that. It's time Y'all to turn to it know. up. Yeah. All right. Um... I know. I appreciate that. Yeah, shine your light. Yeah. Shine, shine your light. Shine your light. I don't know what's on that. Oh, yeah. Also, Rejoice got bars. <laughs> Let's hit it. We got the beat going real quick. Oh, word. <laughs> word, because I will make you rap right now. Um, now, I appreciate you. If there's if there's a young person, older person right now, and they're like... You trying to break into tech? You trying to, you know... Um, you know, get some experience where you don't, it's like jobs want you to have experience, but where do you go to f- for to get the experience? And so we should be your first landing place. Um, we teach you the skills and you get dope rewards. We didn't talk about that, but we have like this amazing model to get people energized about work, back to work and to make sure they reach parity for themselves. And where can people find you at? Yes. Um, you can find the company at the Vower Inc. T-H-E. B O W E R I N C on everything. You can find me at uh, J Bez Jones, J B Z Jones. What else? Um, oh, I'm starting this epigenetic 
sort of like a biotech company on the side. Okay. You can find me at eat.light.love. And we're really going to talk about fasting and plant-based dieting and how to like democratize our health. Real quick, when you went plant-based, mm-hmm. what was that process like for you? Like, uh... Everything is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> What you mean? What do everything. you mean? Go ahead. What were you nah, going to ask? what you mean? What were you going to ask? <laughs> like uh, with the families we come from, plant-based eating yeah. is not a common thing. And when I switched, I I thought people would be proud. People would be happy. I was getting so healthy. And I've never- Eat the chicken. Man, Eat what? It was like, you would have thought I said like- Yeah. I don't know. I just like attacked Michael Jackson on stage yeah. or something. It was like so much vitriol <laughs> yeah. from the people close to me. And I was like- when I was sick and fat, nobody had shit to say. Yeah. But then as soon as I like start eating some lettuce yeah. and some apples, it felt like uh Cause you're leaving. Cause it just they just want you to be a part of the table. Like come to the table, eat with us. Or is that did you experience that as well or what? No, people just getting sick around me. They was like, Oh, that looks like it's working. But I've always been like an athlete. But this the plant based part I really just took seriously. And now, like, when people get sick around you, they don't ask. They be like, I want some of that. Like, how you get this much energy? I'm glad, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah as you see, I'm Jade. I'm working I'm working on my heart. Um, see, I'm like, man. They gotta- <laughs> it was just like, man. Because I was like, I kept saying, like, yo, look at the results. Like, yeah. I lost 100 pounds. Yeah. I was on seven medications. I was, yeah. And my thing is, like, I'm trying not to be a know-it-all. Like, I'm the older brother, so I can seem like a, you got to do it this way. Yeah. And it's like, nah, I, I was trying to be quiet. So, I'm glad. Uh, I hope that you continue to help people with their, with their eating. You know what I'm saying? We got the fresh watermelon juice. I just made this a couple hours ago. Uh, shout out to Dr. Aris Latham. Period. Uh, Dr. Aris, we coming to see you, boy. Yeah, in March. Join the team. Come on. Uh, we're going to check out now. We're just going to grab some more breath and check out and then just see how you're feeling. I really appreciate you being here. Yes. Um, Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Yeah. I was looking forward to this all week. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Just Pod Movement. Just Pod. <laughs> yeah, Just Pod, baby. Uh, so here, we're going to close our eyes again. We're going to take in some breaths. You should know what it is. By now, we're going to take it in for four. Hold it for four. Out for four. Bottom four. And breathe in. Hold. Let go. Hold in. Hold. Let go. Hold. And breathe in regular. Find a regular breath. How you feeling now? I feel great. I feel great too. For all the haters in the room. You know, when Jay said, uh, I'm like ice in the winter, I'm like fire in hell. I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler baby. baby. I, I said water to a well. well. Born to get cake, move, move on, on and switch plates. Caught the, the croup with the, the roof gone and switch plates. You know, yeah. forget. That's what it is. Sometimes you, you need know. your ego. You don't know. What are you? Hey. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the We Are the Ones podcast. This was with George Jones, special guest. Uh, we'll catch y'all next Wednesday when we drop. Shout out Fortitude, our sponsors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Catch us next week. Peace.
hoping that you see that. I'm saying what I mean. We brave enough to go after our dreams. It ain't really hard as it seems. And even if it is, then we can do the hard things. I'm alive and I'm well. Even in the darkness, we prevail. Never put my greatness on a scale. Nobody can outweigh that. I did it to myself and it's the payback. Spinning wheels for this fortune, what you say, Jack? I'm different now. We different now. I'm soaring high. We lifted now. Speaking with more diction. Moving with conviction. We are the world.